nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, or at least how our brains have kept them after all this time. At this point, they're just legends. <laughs> legends. And this is, of course, if you've been listening along, um, this is our final episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. That's right. It's been a good run, but we always knew that there was going to be an end. And I think we've told the stories we're going to tell for the most part. And who knows, if we think of something real good, maybe we'll do a special episode at some point. And that's the thing. We kind of started this uh, this show when we were probably around 32 years old, 34-ish, uh, maybe later, I can't tell. So maybe we'll do it again in another 30 years. We'll do another Sappy Crap podcast. Talking yeah, when about, we're in our like early to mid-40s, we'll kick it back Yeah, out. what we were sappy about the next 20 years. Uh, we can go back to that sometime. But what are we going to talk about for this final episode, Steve? So Jarvin and I decided this one's going to be Friendship. But really, I think it's just sort of going to be a catch-all <laughs> for anything we haven't really touched on yet. That's fair. So, Jeremy, my inaugural question mm -hmm. to you is, what is the, the, the weirdest place you've made a friend? The weirdest place I've made a friend? Like, you met someone somewhere you wouldn't expect, and now you guys still chat. You guys still chat, you know? Well, I think... There's a couple I could that come to mind off the top of my head because we didn't plan this ahead of time, <laughs> which would be one would be Patrick, my buddy to this day. Um, Steve and I were in chorus, as we talked about in previous episodes, and I believe I was a senior. Um, no, it would have been a, a, a junior, we were juniors, a junior, and he was coming in as a freshman and this big concert choir. He was coming in brand new. He was somehow for some reason late to class. And so he came in and our teacher was just like, go, go over there with the bases. And so he walks up to this giant group of kids. We're all standing on these risers to rehearse. Um, and I just kind of wave him over because he looked really lost and confused. And he waited over and came over and sat, stood right next to me and started. And at that point, you were pretty new as well. I was fairly new, choir. too. Yeah, I didn't exactly know what the hell I was doing. So I kind of felt like this guy doesn't know either. So we're like kindred spirits here. So he came over and uh, I kind of helped him out with the process, what we were doing. And and we've been friends ever since and we that's right he came over yeah. and and did theater stuff with us yeah and i remember that even performing he had he had like confidence issues like even if he did a good job he would always tell himself he didn't oh yeah i could so, see like that. one thing i remember about patrick especially with his acting he always was beating himself up about some like choice he made or the way he said some line uh but he was so diligent yeah, he was a hard worker. He's always been a hard worker. Right, he was he always willing to put in the work. Like, even if he stunk at that moment, you know, he was he wasn't going to rest until he was better. And I think maybe chorus was a kind of unusual thing for him because his whole family, very, you know, big, tough guys, you know, and he's a big, tough guy, too. But then he's got this softer side where he wants to do chorus and drama and stuff. And he, he was did so a, well at it. He was a male cheerleader for a while. Too. He was a cheerleader. Does that sound right? Yeah. And like no one really made fun of him. For that first of all, he's a big dude, big barrel chested guy. But this is the dumbest thing to call someone not manly for being a cheerleader because he basically had his hands on the butts of every cheerleader in school every single day. That's right. So. Go hang out with a bunch of chicks and get to go to all the football games. And they all loved him. So it was great. Um, but yeah, that was a weird situation. And 
other than that, I think when I was dating this girl, we'll call her Jenny. Um, she was the first person I dated when I moved back to Orlando from working at CNN. Mm-hmm. And I befriended all of her friends. And then soon after that, we broke up a few years later. And I pretty much got all the friends in the divorce. So she kind of stopped <laughs> hanging out with most of them. And I hung out with them for years, played D&D together, <laughs> video game nice. nights. And so that was kind of an odd way to get friends that became longtime, decades long friends after that, because um, and she didn't really keep those relationships. And I did. So what about you? Uh, so I think this is probably the first friend I made in New York. And I may have told this story, but I went to this big Apple hiring event for Apple retail. And there were like 50 of us in a hotel, like, you know, seminar room mm-hmm. and recruiters from the market. And they showed us like some videos about, about Apple retail and Apple culture and then asked questions. People raised their hand. And I remember knowing that they, that I wanted them to see me, but knowing that I didn't want to be that guy who talked all the time. Yes, that's the thing in school, too. You always want to be that guy who's like, says enough, but not too much. <laughs> and so once I figured out what the format was, I said, you know what? I'm going to raise my hand for every third of these questions. Mm-hmm. Every third question, I'm going to raise my hand, or at least have something to say. So that was the strategy. With. But there was this, this real, real asshole who raised his hand for every single question <laughs> and like waxed poetic. And just it was the point where I was eye rolling because he just he, he always answered. In a room of 50 people, he was clearly the one talking the most. He's that guy. Yep. And so I remember saying like, well, man, hopefully I can't imagine they're going to hire him. So I show up to my, I get the interview to actually go in and like interview at the store. And I show up to Fifth Avenue and who's the guy ahead of me in line? That guy. This jackass (laughs) wouldn't shut up. So I go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here with this guy. (laughs) And so we're waiting and it's past the time. And someone comes out and goes, hey. They're running behind. Would you two mind interviewing together? <laughs> oh, my God. With that guy. And so I go, ah. Oh. And we both look at each other. And we both clearly don't want to be that applicant who causes trouble. Sure. So we say yes. You kind of have to at that point. <laughs> right. right. Well, we go in and we each have like half an interview. He does the same thing where he just talks too much. And I just, I have to keep from eye rolling. And I remember both of us walking out thinking like, there's no way we're getting this job. We both got the job. We were in the same like training group. Because all Apple retail employees, I'm not sure what it is now, but at the time you went through two weeks of training before they like let you on the sales floor for sure. Yeah. Um, And so him and I were in that same group and ended up working a lot of the same shifts and stuff. And my, he's Carthy probably my best friend in New York. And that whole thing for the interview was, I talked to him about it. He's like, it was just putting on a show. <laughs> my buddy who works here just said, try to answer every single question. <laughs> oh, well, someone told him to do that. <laughs> he was so cool after all this. Like after that initial bad impression, he was like one of the coolest, most chill guys. I love Carthy. Nice. Him and I smoked a lot of weed together in New York. <laughs> a lot of weed together in New York. And uh, even did a few film projects together because he did film stuff and he's currently doing it. He's an editor down in LA. Nice. Um, and I wrote stuff and, and we filmed it. So we did a couple of things. Called, one was The Montagenist, where it's this roommate who gets out of all his responsibilities by slipping into montages. 
That's pretty nice. So it's like, we have to clean this place before my parents get here. Fine, we're going to do it. And the music starts up and then we do a montage. And he's like, we only cleaned like four places. <laughs> that did nothing. We cleaned that one place over and over again. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Carthy ended up being one of my best buddies and from a very unlikely place and from a very unlikely start. From a guy you're like, I'm not going to like that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember um, I had the day off and Anna's parents were in town in New York. And we were up showing them uptown and uh, and they said they wanted to go by Fifth Avenue to see where I worked. Sure. So I took it. We went down into the basement of Fifth Avenue and I was like, I wonder, Carthy. So sure enough, I see my buddy Carthy. He's like faced away from the door, fixing, like fixing iPhone cables, like get, like resetting a table basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I walk up and I go, excuse me, I, can I has uh, iPad four touch nano? <laughs> And he was like, what? And I said, I need the iPod. Uh, And I saw him. I saw him take his like (sighs) and turn around to face a customer that he clearly knew was going to be a pain. Oh, yeah. It was me. But I got to watch him take that moment. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Sure. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about the iPad 4 Touch Nano. I miss iPods. <laughs> and that you're saying mentioning LA reminded me of my other unlikely friendship, but was uh I went I went to film school for the first time. I didn't know anybody, went to Boston University, and I was standing in line at like the orientation for the communications college. Um, and the guy in front of me uh was talking to another guy, and I just walked up to the line and they were chalked talking to each other. They didn't know each other either. They had just met. One was like a very like kind of uh neo-punk kind of looking guy of like 2000s like emo scene kind of music the other guy was like looked like he was belonged to the metal concert long long hair long beard and nothing in common with each other nothing in common with me but we started talking and we were best friends all throughout all of film school <laughs> me aj and don <laughs> people call us the three amigos because we were always together um and unfortunately we kind of went separate ways after college but it's just a you know matter of that's where we went to school, not where we were going to go with our lives. And But Don went out to L.A. to work on films. He worked for E! Entertainment Television for years. Um, and then A.J. went to North Carolina and moved and got married and has uh, one or two kids now. Um, so they're doing great. And we chat occasionally. Uh, but it's just it was that moment in time. You know, you meet somebody randomly and you're friends for four years. So that's how it happens. But I try to remember. I think we probably talked about it in the first episode of this show. I think it's good oh, to yeah. take it full circle. How did we first meet? So you and I, I think I know I told this story. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Just a brief recap. We, we, we literally moved down to Florida from Pennsylvania like the week before school started, maybe even a few days before school That's started. Right. At that point, we were living in Lakeland because the the church had given us a parsonage to use while our, so our house wasn't ready yet in Winter Park. Uh, that's right. Um, so my dad used the address there to register for me for school there. But because of that, on the first day of school, we had to go to some district office. Mm-hmm. And do a bunch of registration stuff. So I didn't show up at school until like maybe right after lunch. And by that point, you guys had done all the icebreakers. <laughs> of course. And like all the fun stuff. And so I ended up ended up filling out like a bunch of worksheets with my name and things I liked while because I, I had missed them through the morning. And this would have been like 1990. Uh, this would have been 96. Six, 96. Uh, and... It was lunchtime and I didn't know how to sit with and I hadn't done any of the activities. So I hadn't had the chance to meet anybody. And some of you guys had gone to school there the year before or for multiple years and knew each other. 
And I remember there's this kid, Jesse. I'll just use his real name. Yeah. This isn't a bad story. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, who said, I should come sit with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I came over and it was Jesse. Uh, this is the crew as I remember it. <laughs> it was Jesse, you, Jordan, Elaine, <laughs> Big Joe. And like, and then I joined. I think I was like the the sixth. And then a few weeks later, big Eric showed up or even bigger. Eric. <laughs> yeah, big dudes. Up. Just so many big dudes. <laughs> yeah, suddenly me, big Joe and Eric were in the same group of friends and we were all huge for our age. <laughs> yeah, for your age, especially. Just gigantic. Eric was giant. He went on to play college football. He had a crow magnum uh, brow like nobody else, man. His, oh my God. His brow yeah. went over his eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was wearing a baseball cap. But he was thing. the sweetest guy. He was so nice he was just a, oh, a yeah. kind soul like a big teddy bear but he was this giant brow that covers <laughs> i am eric hello I and i think it was within a few weeks that you in, invited me over to your house after school one day uh and then we just kind of went from there as i remember yeah. i ended up going to one of your baseball games i think and that's where i met your dad the first time and i think and we then, were definitely the our group over the years was always the nerds and the outcasts but never like the super nerds were that were unsociable because we were sociable people so, but we, yeah, so we were always like six to eight of us. I remember trick or treating. There was always a huge gang of us. Yeah. I mean, like there was always the other group in school that was just like the, the unusual total outcast nerds that made people feel uncomfortable. We weren't those people, but we were definitely the outcast group and we didn't care. Like we were just having fun. I don't oh, know. Yeah. That kind of classified us. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's my first. Then, you know, the, the other thing I remember, and I don't remember if, no, if you remember this is uh, the spam gang. Oh, yes. We had an obsession with spam for some reason. I don't even know why or how. We barely ate it at all. I think one, I think Big Eric brought in a can for lunch one time. (laughs) And we tried it. We're like, why? But each of us basically had a superhero persona that was modeled after spam. Yes. So there was like spam man, spam boy, spam boy and Captain Spam it. And very strange. I like the green spam turn. And I don't even know if we had a knowledge of the Monty Python song of spam yet at that point. But then we found it later. No, on. there's no way we did. Spam, 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 spam. We weren't spam that brilliant. Um, <laughs> I even have a snow globe with spam, with a little spam cam in it somewhere in this house right now from that time nice. period. Because I think someone got it for me as a gift because they realized we were talking about spam all the time. But that same passion moved over to Mountain Dew. We were in a Mountain Dew club for a while as well. Yes, <laughs> we drank we, so much Mountain Dew. <laughs> we drank so much Mountain Dew. That was a dangerous time in our lives, my friend. And there's always the rumor, at least here in the States, that if you drank Mountain Dew, either your penis would shrink, your sperm count would, would die. It was some. It was one or the other. It was like urban legend that the yellow five coloring in, in uh, Mountain Dew would do something bad to your nether regions if you're a man. Which there was some artificial coloring that did do that, but I'm pretty sure it was a red dye and was like immediately banned from all food and drink. I would imagine. Um, but people made fun of us for that. Like, you're going to have a small dick if you keep drinking all the Mountain Dew. I'm like, we don't care. It's fantastic. They're like, yeah, but I'll be happy with a small dick. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, that's the, the perfect time frame of like, I said, like those big sleepovers. Yeah. That's what everyone wanted to do for a birthday is always have video games all night and fall asleep late. And just uh, and I remember chatting with you laying on the floor in my bedroom sometimes or 
the other way around at your house. I think we'd sleep in your living room sometimes. Well, we had a maybe we did have the big couches out there. And then before Christian moved out, uh, we I I had the room and I had a trundle bed, like a full trundle bed. That's what under it was. My bed. And so that was easy to pull out. Yeah, I think that's, that's why I remember. Like, I don't remember being on your floor, but I was like, okay, yeah. No, no, no. Yep. And we just, uh, I don't know why. I think, I feel like we did more sleepovers at my place for whatever reason, but. Well, you had the, the, like the game room, which was such a novelty. And we could stay separate that, like, from our parents. Separate space. Yeah. And not only was the separate space, it was like multiple doorways. Oh yeah. So we could be like, noisy and like loud. It was on the opposite end of the house from your parents. And there were at least one, two, there were <laughs> at least three doors and f- two three four five rooms between us and them especially if they were yeah in their bedroom asleep Hell yeah. in their bedroom there are five rooms between us and three doors like i would love to give that gift to my children in the future to where they can have a place that's just separate from their parents and as long as i knew my kids weren't like doing something terrible or illegal like or drugs growing or meth or yeah. whatever you do <laughs> i want them to have privacy to be to goof off and do whatever they want in the room and teach them how to be safe but be like let give them the privacy they need because it was so much fun like, we think we had so much fun in that back room through the years. <laughs> Just Oh, yeah. Like, all night video game tournaments. And, man, like, we'd have someone on the computer and people playing video games and, like, trading off. Yeah. And it was just a time to be, like, be silly and have fun without any kind of worry of someone looking over your shoulder or judging. And we had great conversations in there, too. And then later on, when we were older some makeout sessions with the ladies, you know, that That's was right. nice too. We dicked around a lot in, that room. <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, <laughs> but yes. and, then, and then with the bathroom there and an exit out the side, I remember junior and senior year, like that became like its own wing of the house. Oh yeah. Basically. <laughs> with private entrance. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. That, that is a legendary place as the podcast intro said. It's like Shangri-La. <laughs> So I, I want to have an existential question here. What over it. so far being the age you are now, what is our friendship meant to you in a kind of a more, you know, looking back from things kind of way, if that makes sense? I don't know. I think that we have we have two things going for us that not all friends do. Mm-hmm. We have we have background. You know, we've got, you know, now 20 some years of background history of history. Not only that, you and I aligned very closely in a lot of ways, especially from a comedic point of view. <laughs> comedic point of view? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you and I can get together and it's like no time has passed. We just fall into the old shtick mm-hmm. <laughs> every time. It's like amazing how quick we just fall back into it. Um, well, it's like the same things formed us, the same entertainment, the same... Um, you know, just location. I mean, that's where this whole podcast has kind of been about is that this this place and time formed us in a very particular way. And if I was playing a video game, you were too. If you're watching a movie, I, I was too. And the only thing that's different is you got Muppets before I met you. That's why you were into that and I wasn't. And I got Star oh, yeah. Trek I got Star Trek after we moved apart. So besides that, when we were together, we consumed exactly the same media at all times. The exact same stuff. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But not only that, I think from a like from a comedic duo sort of point of view, almost (laughs) in that like I like you know that there are jokes that I am crass enough to go for that you just won't (laughs) probably. But you're happy to set me up for them. 
Yeah, it's like the whole like Laurel and Hardy kind of uh, Abbott right, Costello. Right. But you you <laughs> won't tell the punchline because that would be unbecoming of a gentleman. But you know, I'll go for it. <laughs> Such a gentleman. <laughs> I could possibly see that. Uh, but no, like I, I just can't think of anybody else in my life besides Anna that you know that I can fall into. Like, yeah, we get back together for even a day, and we like we'd never skip a beat. Yeah, and I think it's. I think the biggest clincher of it, what kind of obviously kept us together, was your brother's wedding and coming up with this idea to keep us talking every week. Because why the hell would we have to find the time to do that in our adult lives, living thousands of miles apart without this technology? And in the past, it would have been like 1950s. We'd have to be making a phone call every week just to just to chat and catch up. And we just we probably wouldn't do that. Um, but I think this has been a great excuse. Wait, I'm trying to think about like how like how did we chat and stuff before the podcast? I think we would uh, occasionally send text messages to each other or like Facebook Messenger, maybe. Yeah. And this, it was kind of breaking off. It was kind of going down its own path. I mean, I still know what you were up to and I'd come visit more. Um and that was because I wasn't paying for my own flights at that point <laughs> quite yet. Um, but now that'd be less, that'd be much more cross prohibitive. I couldn't do that as much now. Um, but yeah, it was just. Well, yeah, especially now I'm on the West Coast. God damn it, it tickets expensive as yeah. soon as you cross the coast. Well, I mean, it was expensive when you were in Seattle, but, you know, it was a little cheaper when you're in New York. But I think I saw you in New York maybe twice. Um, oh, yeah, it wasn't much. I think you came up with, with Jenny. Is that what you called her? Yeah once i did you're and, right and then maybe one other time one other time before that with like a, a college girlfriend i think now that you would have been seattle at that point uh, i don't know maybe you you and owen did come out to seattle we did we have a, I have a great picture on my mantelpiece of me you and owen in um and you seattle. came out one other time with some college roommate that you don't remember exactly <laughs> the pothead guy that made the poor choices guy. Yep, came out and got chlamydia in uh, Seattle. That was fun. <laughs> Yay! That's what it's known for. Oh, that and Thai food. Oh, I love Thai food. Don't like I chlamydia. <laughs> I love chlamydia. But yeah, I think there's just uh, it's just so cool that we're able to do this, and and we always have a little catch up session usually before episodes and stuff, and chat about life. Oh, and that's such. when the real gold is. People, <laughs> I just shoot their shit for ten to fifteen minutes before before a. Uh, I know session. some or, listeners or we you might talk want about that. D and D, or we talk about our groove adventures that week, or <laughs> I share some crazy ass build I've come up with, or stories about your your kids' pee habits, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all on the table. It is, but uh, yeah, I think that's just been and just great to know that it's actually helping me know that I'm going to be moving soon. Not soon, but eventually, going to be moving away from Orlando from the kind of the people I know here. Um, and I've made some friends and not some closer than others, but to know that I kind of have you and also thankfully Patrick, who I also talk to remotely every weekend on Sundays, we play video games over the internet and we chat on zoom at the same time. And I can do that from anywhere. I can be podcasting with you literally from anywhere and catching up with you every week and eventually and occasionally visit with you in person. And the same thing with him. And it comforts me knowing that I have this kind of friendship where it'll be there for me no matter where I go and it's not place dependent. And that helps me know that I can go with freedom anywhere in the country or something. So that's, that's yeah, really I think nice. that, that's maybe what, so Ann and I are, have been for about the last six months or so exploring leaving California and moving to like the Pittsburgh area to be closer to my family. Uh, and the, the one sort of, not so my hesitancy, but most of my best friends I've made out here 
have been through Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Mostly people I met through work who we used to play in person. Right. But now we play online. But when I go to Pittsburgh, that's going to be too big of a time swing. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, I, like, I'm sad that I will not get to play D&D with these people anymore, really. Different time zone entirely. And just later. Like, I can't start a game at 10 and go to 1 on a Tuesday. Well, that's a thing. Like, right now, every podcast session, this is Inside Baseball, folks, but we always meet every Thursday, and we record, mm -hmm. no matter what show we're doing, at 11 p.m. my time, and because I don't have kids, and 8 p.m. his time, because that's when his kids have basically just gone to bed, like literally just gone to bed. Yeah. It seems like. <laughs> so, if you move that, to that the, is accurate. If you move to the East Coast, I can probably still do we'll 8 p.m. Do a more reasonable time. Yeah, that'll yeah. be my girlfriend will like that because I'll go to bed with her instead of letting her go to sleep and then me recording a podcast. Um, but that'll work for us. But uh, yeah, I get that because it'll be difficult to coordinate that with your old buds and that's the same thing happened with covid uh i had two D, D groups that were meeting regularly like every week and that's a big group of friends that i would branch off and do things with them occasionally in person like go to dinners or see a movie mm -hmm. and then when covid hit i had to do it online for a while with a couple of those groups it didn't work out people got frustrated because we're so used to for those particular groups being in person they weren't built online like so maybe some of yours have been at this point um and so now we kind of broke off one of those groups. We don't see each other at all. And eventually one of them moved out of the, the entire state because they were like, we're just tired of Florida because Florida is pretty terrible in a lot of ways. And so they just moved away. What? And so I have a lot less of those connections that I used to have uh, to this place because I had a lot of in-person friends that if I moved away, it would be rough. But now those friendships have kind of broken off or they come online. And so... I still have Steven and Patrick, so I'm like, I can go anywhere with you guys because you're in my back That's pocket. That's right. <laughs> we'll always have Bidalgo call and Paris. That's right. And Paris. Emily and Paris. That's <laughs> that's a recent uh, thing to mention, right? Um, any, uh, I Timely. Want, any uh, trials and tribulations what I wrote down in my notes here? Any times besides, I think we've talked about that one time we had an issue on the podcast where I was like, oh, don't say anything political, which was pre-Trump. <laughs> uh, we were we were so young then. But we've had very few fights in our entire time together as friends, I feel like. Nothing that serious anyway. Nothing that serious. We had a little bit of, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Turbulence in high school. When we were feeling out, like when you would get girlfriends that you get really into. Oh, and spend less time with you and stuff. And I just wouldn't get to see you or not get to see you, just you and me. Yeah, absolutely. So we had some like turbulent kind of times then. I remember a few of those conversations. Yeah, because like she's always around when we're hanging out. Like, can we just be the two of us? Yeah, I, I get that. As a more mature yeah, I don't man. I need to now. be around you two all the time. I just want just not her necessarily. <laughs> that being said, that wasn't always the case. It just depended on who you were dating. That's also true. Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. some of them, some of them were pains in the ass. Not, not fun people to be around. <laughs> not fun pains in the ass. Just regular pains in the ass. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think that's kind of it. We had a little tiff in college. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this may be what you're thinking of. Where we got, not say caught in a love triangle, but maybe like a love quadrilateral. Maybe. Oh. So, so this is the situation as I remember it. Mm -hmm. So... We were probably both sophomores, I think. In college. In college. And I had been courting this girl named Lacey. I'll change names for the sake of protection. Mm -hmm. Named Lacey. And she was like way out of my league. 
Like I look back at this and I don't know how I was doing this at the time. <laughs> um, but things were moving slowly and she had basically told me that she didn't want to commit because she was going, she was about to go do like a study abroad thing for an entire quarter, if I remember correctly. Hmm. So she was going to, was going to leave. And so you came to town and there was this girl that was her friend and her roommate that we'll just call Rachel. Okay. Uh, who her and I had flirted a lot, but never crossed that bridge. And you came to town and you guys have been flirting a lot mm. while you were in town. And it looked like it was going to get amorous. So we went, you and I went over to their place because they, they were roommates with like two other girls. And I remember that I was bummed out because things were not going well with Lacey. Mm-hmm. And Rachel and I went to talk at one point and you guys were like holding hands and getting lovey-dovey and amorous and stuff. And Rachel basically told me that Lacey was planning on breaking it off. With you? With me. Mm. And I was really bummed and Rachel comforted me and we ended up making out. Oh, wow. That was a lot of quick things going on here. Her and I had... (laughs) Been very flirtatious before that point. Gotcha. Like, this was not just out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I was screwing it, you over. You quickly got with her, her best friend. <laughs> right, right. So then, so then Lacey says she wants to talk to me. So I go down to her room and we talk for a little bit. And I expect that this is going to be the like, hey, we need to break it off mm. talk that Rachel had literally just told me that she was planning on giving me. And instead, she's like, just be patient. Give me a little bit more time. But I am very interested in you. And I was like, uh, oh crap. <laughs> uh. So I remember like you and you and Rachel ended up hooking up. I'm not sure to what degree at that point. Cause Wait, then she did come down. Rachel, not Lacey. You and Rachel. So you made out with her. Then I made out with her. Yes. What? I need to figure out who this is. Cause after the podcast, cause I don't remember this, is, this whole situation is, um, so so then like you you left and like two days later my conscience got the better of me because i was like i made out with this rachel who's really good friends with lacy when i thought that lacy was breaking it off with me and it's not like we were dating at that point right like nothing was official so i went and told lacy and then she broke it off with me oh no <laughs> what and a messed then, up situation right I was trying to do the right thing. I hadn't done the right thing, but I was trying to do the right yeah, thing at that moment. I can see that. In that moment. It didn't feel good. Everything felt terrible. And then I remember thinking that like maybe Rachel and I would date because her and I had been flirty and that had happened, the makeout thing. And then basically, I think basically you had you had said that her and I couldn't date. Really? From like 3,000 miles away. What? Yeah. And I remember I was real mad with you and really in, in hindsight, it really, it was mad at myself for what had happened, but it didn't feel that way at the time that you and Rachel girl couldn't date. Yes. Like, cause I have dibs or something. Kind of. What a douche German. <laughs> Whatever the hell I was doing is terrible. Right. Right. If we were both being awful, like, let's just True. clarify that. There None of that no was victim. the victim in this situation is like Lacey and Rachel. Of course. <laughs> Realistically, we were being deuces uh, to them and to each other. Lacey, like, <laughs> Lacey, probably the most of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Lacey got like, the raw roommate, deal. I'm not going to say I don't even know if she lied to me, but misled me for whatever reason, accidental or otherwise. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah. Man. So, so this all happened. I remember being real pissed with you because then Rachel wouldn't date me, not only because she was still living with Lacey and they were still friends and she was trying to respect her, which I kind of got. Yeah. Uh, but then, mind you, then Rachel and I did end up doing some amorous stuff. Oh. On other occasions. Uh, but so that summer, I came to your place for like two weeks or something like that. Or mm. I was in Orlando for three weeks or something. Gotcha. Uh, and Rachel's, one of her parents was a pilot maybe or a stewardess. So she got real cheap flying things. <laughs> and so she came out like the weeks I was there. Oh. And it was real tentious and real awkward because you two were clearly going to hit it. <laughs> but her and I had this history. And mind you, I love how you brought, you may have brought this story up, but now I'm just telling the whole story. I don't even remember who this is. Like, I'm such a <laughs> be happy to tell you right after this. Okay. Uh, so you, you guys, and you guys were clearly going to hit it. And that's clearly why she was there. Realistically. Uh -huh. like, that's why she was in Orlando was to hit it with Charmin. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> right. After we had, we really did have a history. Uh, um, oh man. And so there was a night where you, you guys were staying in and I went to a party that you guys were supposed to come meet me at. And then you guys didn't. Mm. And so I had had a little bit to drink there and I'm a red, someone dropped me off and I walked in and you two were both bumping uglies in the hot tub. Oh, and you guys were both nude. And I remember what? I walked out looking, this happened. This 150% happened. What? 150% this happened, Jarman. I believe you. I believe you. I just don't remember what this uh, is. Um, so I came out and you guys, and I remember you were real embarrassed. And, and she was, she knew that her and I had had this thing. She was more aware than you were by far. Mm -hmm. And I remember at that moment, I was like, this is going to get really awkward. I'm going to pretend to be nearly blackout drunk. <laughs> oh and basically pretend that I didn't know what was going on. Wow. And so I played blackout drunk for like a half hour with you guys mm -hmm. to keep you guys from feeling bad. Well, that was nice. And then like the next day, we went and dropped her off at the airport. <laughs> How do I not remember any of this? <laughs> I don't know. You were getting some. You were having a great time. But my memory is also terrible. We've also learned throughout this entire Septic Crap podcast. Yeah. Your memory is so much better than mine. It's... <laughs> uh, and her and I did make out at one or two parties in Seattle after that. Oh, after that. Good. It did, it did happen. That's good. But her and I had also had some stuff before that. <laughs> <laughs> that may be our one person that we've uh, not say this in a weird way, but that shared uh, in a sense, then whoever this person is. I mean, I'm willing to talk about that, too. I have kissed two other girls that you have kissed. Oh, I see. One of them, you know about both of these, or at least at some point knew about both of these. <laughs> I just forgot my entire past. <laughs> or one of you, I like told you that night. <laughs> um, uh, one of them was, I can't remember what we've called her before, Chrissy. Maybe what we called her. And we were at a party at this kid Josh's house and it was a drinking party and she was pretty drunk. And I remember she, I think, was basically trying to make you jealous. Effectively, I think that's what was going on. Make and out she, my I best remember, friend. That's she, a good idea. <laughs> I remember she was drunk and she's like, I bet you if I kiss you, you'd like it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that was her line. And I was like, 
maybe. And so sure enough. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Uh, and then the other one was the, uh, I don't remember what we called her. Arwen is what we called her last week uh, or yes. two weeks ago. Arwen. And after you guys broke up, she was once again, clearly trying to get to you. <laughs> Jesus. Clearly trying to get to you. I was just a, uh, I was just a, a like a, a, a tongued pawn in this situation. Tongued pawn. That's a great, that's your memoirs. <laughs> and I remember pawn. it was during a chorus concert mm. and it was like when park singers were on. So, and, and I wasn't in park singers yet. So we got to just kind of go out and wait for our next entrance. And I remember her and I went out to the courtyard and made out a little bit on a bench. Hmm. Good for you. And I, and, and then that <laughs> night, I think we drove you home. And I think I told, I told you like in the car that night, that rings a bell, actually. You're saying that. It was that. so weird and out of nowhere. But I, I think I remember the feeling of you telling me that and being like, oh, I wasn't upset at all. I was just like, that was nice that he told me that. <laughs> but once again, it was a situation where like she was clearly trying to get to you. Yeah. Like in both of these situations, I was used against you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it didn't work in either situation. No. But Steven got to make out with somebody. So a hey. little bit I did. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Uh, so that's the other, that, that, the thing with Rachel is like the one thing I remember where like you came in, it was a weird love quadrilateral, her and I did some stuff and then she came to visit you guys hooked up and I had to pretend I didn't see it. And I would say that that, that was one of our trials and tribulations because that's probably the, one of the, my biggest dick periods of my life where I was just a, a jerk for like three years in college. So if it was going to happen between us, anything bad, it would be during that time um and me not being considerate of your feelings would be during that time too because i was just not considerate of anyone's feelings but my own during that time so uh That's yeah what college is for pretty i guess and i'm glad we made it through we made it through the other side <laughs> oh we did like we never held grudges long or didn't talk you know and i guess that, I, was, I, that wasn't our way no and i guess one of the things i would say would be what does the future look like for our friendship going forward I don't know. We got at least seven or eight years of Muppet Trek in front of us. That's true. We're not stopping. So I don't see us losing a reason to keep talking and losing a reason to to keep up and have these catch ups. And and if you'll be moving to the East Coast with me of the United States, then I'll be able to. That's right. Fly cheaper. Pittsburgh has cheap flights. I've seen it compared to where you live now. <laughs> and I think the podcast is a good analogy because whenever people ask me about podcasting, I've advised people about podcasting. I'm like, just find a format. Yeah. Find a format that you don't have to think too much about and you'll do it. And that's been sort of the key with Muppet Trek is like, we know what we're doing every week. We don't have to come up with topics. Mm -hmm. I know what I need to cover. You know what you need to cover. And we know we're going to have a show. Same thing. I was like, well, if we record a podcast every week, we'll talk for 10 or 15 minutes beforehand. We'll joke around during the show and then we'll talk a little bit afterwards. <laughs> and there you, you go. You got to find a format. <laughs> and and, and, and also, you unless you're going to pursue this somehow full time, you don't need to be considering what your following is going to be. That's just going to frustrate you. If you're worrying about how many listeners you have, how many downloads, it's nice to look at. We have a tracker on our show. Uh, we like to we, see. We used to worry about that so much. Like the, In the first beginning. year to year and a half. Exactly. And we didn't care when we first started. And then we, we cared a little bit in the middle. because like we started getting more listeners and we're like, oh, now I care about this because we're getting more. But then after a while, now I'm just like, this is for us. And if anyone else listens, that's great. And we like that you're listening. But I'm so glad that you're listening. But it, it has to be for you. You need to be passionate about it. And I'm passionate about it because I get to keep in touch with my best friend. And that 
means a lot to me. And if you guys like listening to what we have to say, that's even better. Um, but we're not doing it Once for again, you. We, we're, for we're huge in Canada and the UK. I'm convinced that we <laughs> fill some sort of American kitsch that we are unaware of. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Our, our downloads as of recently have skewed towards the US. Believe wow. it or not. Yeah, we I finally don't. found the audience. <laughs> our most vocal uh, people, of course, our, our our loyal fans that we love so much, are from right. the UK and Canada. But the non vocal ones, the vo- uh, non vocal majority, are now from the US, not from UK or Canada. So we've we've changed. And I keep waiting for our episode of Cosmic Pizza to come out, but at the same time, I know that they, that Paul has to edit the crap out of that thing. I think I got a message from him recently, uh, or comment actually. He commented on one of our, our posts, and he said he he just finished working on. It, I think it must have been a lot of editing because we were on the Cosmic Pizza podcast, folks. Uh, listen to it coming out soon. It was amazing <laughs> we to record. Recorded like two to two and a half hours of content. <laughs> Poor guy. We cursed that. so much on their family friendly show. <laughs> I don't know a lot of stuff. In or he'll put a we disclaimer at the beginning saying very very terrible thing it'd just be easier to disclaimer at the beginning just be like don't listen to this if you have kids around there we go and just don't edit them out yeah make that your one mature episode (laughs) mature m for mature but uh, you're i and i always say this is that i i know that you probably have not always considered me your best friend as we have ebbed and flowed but i've always maintained that you're my best friend oh yeah and that's the thing is like the, the weird thing is like i feel like i'm cheating with patrick a lot because patrick and i talk every week as well um, and I now, I now do consider you both my best friend and that doesn't have to be like a, a ranking order. Um, but just the fact that him, him and I lived together for a while in Atlanta, but just that you and I just had a different relationship than you and me and Patrick have. And it's just something completely different. I'm, I'd be so sad if either one of you, if that was gone from my life, because you kind of helped me have this other friendship that I need I mean, in I mean, different look, ways. Whenever you get married, I don't expect to be the best man, but if I'm not in the wedding party, I'll kill you. Oh. And I'll be making a toast either way. Here's the deal. I was the best man at your wedding and at Patrick's wedding, I believe. Uh, so you are both the best man at my wedding. Best men. Yeah. They're the both. But we have to. He has to be on my shoulders and we have to wear one trench coat. <laughs> I've already decided this when I get married. that I, I'm not kidding that you guys are both the best men. You both had to give a speech. It's like you're both doing all the work of the same job. Um, deal so it's, it has to happen <laughs> i'll take it you can't get out of it <laughs> <laughs> um but that's the thing too about friendship I, I my list here of things to talk about is that i i'm excited about your woman and my woman becoming friends because i think they're very much alike in in sentimentality and they're they're just their not aura is the wrong thing i don't believe in that but you know kind of their the feeling of how they are i feel like they'll get along crystals align or whatever (laughs) their vibrations are the same bro (laughs) they have a similar vibe and i think they get along really well and i'm so excited for them to meet because they have not met yet and she is she's my my lady so i want her to meet her i'm excited i mean they're either gonna love love each other or try to get into a knife fight it'll be one of the two nothing in between we'll enjoy watching either of those outcomes so that's that's right you and i'll play the spock battle music that'll be fantastic but don't kill each other not in the face either they're both beautiful so don't mess it up you'll be dressed as spock i'll be dressed as a tribble just cheering on the background, eating popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Of course, triple eating popcorn, triple eating everything. <laughs> and actually, we, we've been uh, tossing around the idea of possible uh, episode, a bonus episode of the Sappy Crap podcast with the two of them possibly on the show. 
so they can talk about what they've been through with us podcasting podcasting all these years um so that might happen may not who knows but uh this is the official final episode i don't want to promise you anything and break your hearts but, exactly you know. it might may happen so keep an eye out if that does happen don't unsubscribe from the feed just yet is what i would say yeah. Well, as long as you stay subscribed to a play on nerds, you're going to get it anyway. That's true. But some people might only be subscribed to this. We don't know. So uh, it could be that way. But anything else you want to cover oh, during this uh, general friendship episode? Nah. I mean, I'm glad that we got to explore it. If anything, this is like a letter to my kids someday. Me too. To listen yeah. to and, and figure out who the hell I was when <laughs> I was young and impetuous before I was just their mean old dad. Because, yeah, in 20 years, we might not remember all this stuff. And so I'm glad we have it down in audio format. I unfortunately will remember it. How do you remember all this because shit? <laughs> I don't know, dude. How, I, I'm surprised how you don't remember this stuff. So much. I just falls out of my I don't have a steel trap. I have a sieve it just falls out. Of the if any if anything. Yeah, this show has made me realize that maybe my brain doesn't quite work the ways that everyone else's does. <laughs> I wouldn't say you have you don't have an eidetic memory, but you have a close to it. You have a, a memory that is much firmer than many other people i know um so that's good man i'm glad but now we'll just uh we, you know we'll keep doing this and if you guys only listen to sappy crap somehow whoever is out there listening to the show we will continue on with our podcasting on both muppet trek and if that's not for you because we cover muppets and star trek i get it it's not for everybody we will be doing occasional episodes if not more of the a play on nerds general show which we just started off this whole thing with which will have general nerdy topics in pop culture and probably some general updates from us as well in our lives yeah we're going to do forward. a format shakeup right. make it a little bit more manageable but i think we both want to get back to our roots absolutely we'll see how it works we're going to we're going to try it out so uh, subscribe to the a play on nerds main feed on your general podcaster of choice and uh, search for play on nerds and we'll be there filling your ear holes in some fashion. Yeah, all up in there. <laughs> so that does it for this episode and for the entire sappy crap podcast. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. Is that all sign out? I can't remember. Because you would say now you would say join us next time for something, but there's no join us next time. <laughs> That's why it feels weird. Join us maybe never again <laughs> when we talk about who knows what. Maybe nothing. Probably nothing. But thank you, thank you so much for everyone who's joined us on this delightful stumble down memory lane that he's so much better at remembering than I am. We're happy to share our stories with you and remember them with each other. And don't forget. The good old days might have been okay. I think they were all right. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds.